welcome to Slacker Moto Radio with Brad and Addison. Based out of the Pacific Northwest, we're talking motorcycles and the motorcycle community, and we're excited to have this hour with you. Here we go. Welcome back, Slackers. Brad, how are you? I am doing great. Back from Easter weekend, had a good time uh, with the family, of course, and even uh, went on a little rendezvous ride with uh, with you out to Astoria, past Astoria. We, I, we went to the craziest of destinations, I got to say. That's still boggling of my mind, but uh, but it was it's been uh, been really good. Uh, been on the road with the motorcycle. I think I put about eight hundred miles on it since I uh, picked it up just a few weeks ago. So that's a good amount. Man, you've already put 800 miles on that thing? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I should also make a comment. I apologize. I don't know what happened this week. I got really bad allergies and then woke up this morning and could barely talk. And this is the day we met to record. So, yes, this is still Addison. I'm sorry that I sound like whatever it sounds like to you. I will try my best. The louder I talk, the worse it is. So as I get excited, it's going to sound like I'm disappearing. But if I get really quiet, I can almost fake it. It's kind of like one of those one of those voices that you hear, at, at, you know, on a cartoon or some voiceover, or like <laughs> the awesome, just really weird, awkward radio voice. So I kind of like it. You might get new listeners, Addison, that are excited about hearing you with this new voice, and then they're going to wonder where you went. So I know uh, I don't know what to think. I think it's kind of cool personally, uh, but but that's just me. Easy come, easy go, man. If those are the listeners we've got, then oh well. We we enjoy our our listeners of all types, but yeah, yeah, no just worries. Just spoken, there. and you won't have any problems. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I did want to make a comment as well that that was fun to go riding with you. You can't just sit and laugh at me while my voice is all froggy. It's not <laughs> fair, and it's just mean. Believe me, I've had a couple of phone calls today already, and my wife comes into the room in the middle of a call, and I had something important to say, and for whatever reason, that was the moment I couldn't get any noise out of my voice, and she just starts laughing in the corner. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm sorry to all the listeners that are going to be annoyed by the fact that it sounds like I'm really, really trying to get words out of my mouth. The honest truth is, I am. I'm pushing real hard to make vocal cords, vocal cords work, and I don't know why. Um, the cool thing is we've also got some stuff going on this weekend uh, for, for my son's birthday that I need to be able to speak at. So I'm really hoping this doesn't last too long, because it's going to be a rough weekend if, if I'm forcing words out for more than a couple days. But anyway, it was fun to ride with you, man. Like I got a lot of reviews. Uh, we went riding, you and I. We had some time to uh, to spend with the chicken hawk, and uh, he had made comments that he was impressed with how good of a rider you were. <laughs> now you're still just laughing at me. I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, man. Uh, you know what? I just had a great time uh, with him. Uh, we had another guy named Dave that joined us. Uh, the four of us went out. I, I it was it was a really good ride. It was a good. Um, you picked out a good course, some some roads that I haven't been on. I know that some of them are on some maps for for Oregon that are that are must tries and everything, but um, I, I haven't been on them. I've been on some of them or pieces of them um, in a truck traveling down from like Klatskanai, uh, trying to avoid freeways and such. But uh, 
Yeah, it was just a really good time. I know that you were kind of pushing it. We were having it, you know, it was good that we we had like good pauses, good breaks, relaxed time, I will say. Uh, you know, kind of waiting for some guys to kind of catch up, which was fine. I mean, I, I didn't feel like it was weird at all, like having to wait for people. It gave me an opportunity to kind of just relax because I'd, I'd get a little excited. I'm so used to just trying to just go. And uh, it's a little bit different than the KLR. So uh, it, 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 it'll, the, the, the bike will do it. But anytime that you could get through a corner faster than I could, I would try to make up for it immediately following the corner. <laughs> on a straight and then catch you. So it was like, it was this weird cat and mouse game where I'm like, all right, I'm sticking with Addison, but he's not really pushing it in the same way that I am. So it was, it was good. It was fun. Well, and that's, yeah, I've heard that when I do a lot of group rides, people say that, that, you know, the, the recommended speed quote unquote for a corner, right. will uh, you know, we'll reduce the speed significantly and then I'll, I'll tend to stay at, at what is comfortable and, and easy enough on my bike. And then, yeah, we'll get the straights and everybody catches right back up because it's not as fun. Like there's nowhere that, you know, for any amount of legal speeds, you just can't go fast. And and so it's just, you know, going 15 to 20 over in a 45 zone just isn't fun. So why, you know, I'd rather take the, the 30 mile per hour recommended corner at it still at 45 and then just sit at 45 while people can catch up if they want. Cause you know, I have no need to just keep, it's not a racetrack. I have no need. I'm not trying to get there first. I'm trying to have fun. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, ripping the throttle for a short straight stretch, it just doesn't work. And it makes for good group riding because I can take a corner at my pace. And by the time we get to the next set of corners, everybody else caught back up because I had no reason to be racing down a straightaway. Yeah. So, you know, that's just at least my riding style. Okay. Chicken Hawk said it. A couple other people have said it, that it's nice because I can, I'll disappear for a couple corners and then you know, next straightaway, they're right back behind me. And I think that worked well. I think it worked well for Dave's riding style. I'm sure he'll uh, send us a message later and confirm or deny that. But uh, but it was fun. It was a good group, four bikes. That's a pretty pretty solid number for a good, easy, we're not really taking too much time kind of a group ride. I mean, that's, that's the edge of a group ride, right? It's more of just a couple of buddies out riding, not quite a group. Yeah, no, I thought it was interesting. We got back. Uh, just so happened that... Uh... Uh, hot tub Daryl passed me on the freeway <laughs> as I'm coming back to, to the house. And so I'm like, whoa, that's no way. He didn't stop. No, there was no confirmation that we knew each other. He just kept on going and I'm just cruising along, you know, feet up in the stirrups on the on my cruiser. And he goes by and, you know, he's wearing his Team Oregon uh, high-vis, um, uh, I guess, vest as he's riding, which, which is yeah, which sweater vest. So, so I'm like, okay, I know who it is. So I end up following him, uh, get to his house, and he's all bowed up because we didn't go on the ride with him. And, uh, <laughs> and But apparently he went on this other ride to the coast, similar to what we did, but with a group of 38 riders. Now they do split up, he was telling me, and so it's not just uh, 38 straight, but but even if that's three groups of ten, that's a you know with with them being just randomly split up. I, I can only imagine trying to. Uh, lead and manage a, a group of 38, 10, whatever it may be. Four was already enough that you had to do that. Of course, fortunately, uh, you and uh, the Chicken Hawk had comms so you guys could keep in touch. You kind of knew what was going on. I'm assuming that you guys could talk for most of that when you guys were separated. Did, did it work pretty well? You guys, I know, have the scene as, um, as we're out there riding. 
So yeah, I mean, I think that's that's one of the things we want to talk about a little bit today was was comm systems and and whether it's worth it because we've had a few offline chats with uh with many other writers about this. So although they're not here to join us, I think we know a lot of different opinions on the matter. Um, but yeah, for at least this situation, you know, we both had the Cenas. Uh, if we got more than a couple within the forest, at least if we got more than a couple of turns away from each other, we'd start to uh, to lose connectivity or pop out a little bit. But for the most part, it was uh, it was pretty consistent, um, and it would always right. It was never a long enough period that it wouldn't come right back automatically, and we'd just be talking again. So, you know, we were what four bikes away. There was a few spots on the, the cruisers would would end up a little bit further back. So, you know. Yeah, but for the when especially when we get to town or places that it mattered, um, you know, it, it's really, really, really nice. Uh, you know, for example, we had one moment where we got between a truck, uh, you and I were able to get around, and then we ended up coming up to a stop sign a mile or two later, and they were kind of trapped behind him because the guy once we got by didn't want to let anyone else by. My dad said they they uh, they tried a couple times, and he would just hit the throttle. And kind of box them out before the next corner, before the gap would end, and they couldn't really get around him because he didn't want to let them. And yeah, we were able to communicate, and basically, I just let him know, "Hey, we're going to come to the stop sign, and we're going to wait a few extra seconds. You guys just go around him in the middle lane, join us, and and we'll all be back together. Because if he's going our way, we're not going to let him stay in the middle." Yeah. Um, and I think that you know that's frustrating to him, but at the same point, we can communicate that and have that happen, you know, so that he really doesn't stop any longer than he would because we already know what the plan is. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I that's really good that you guys were able to to, to do that. It, I was wondering about that. I it kind of I, I remember this uh, this moment, but yeah, I've been looking around at different uh, communication systems. I found it really interesting. I mean, there's quite a few different setups out there, and I know that there's some different opinions. Uh, it sounded like the majority of the guys that we had had a conversation with really <laughs> weren't using it uh, for communication with other people. I mean, I was trying to really understand what you know. How did you know? How did people interact with one another? And it was like always about like music. And I'm like, oh, and I get that. I, I love music too, and I like you know listening to music. I can see that being nice on a motorcycle, but for me, it's like being able to have that communication. I'm like, you're on a long ride. Not so much that I want to just sit here and talk to Addison the entire time or to the entire group, but uh, so that way you can have a conversation. You can kind of get excited about seeing something or wanting to go do something without having to use all the crazy you know, uh, uh, you know, hand signals that are available for motorcyclists to be able to use. So I don't, I don't know. I was just really surprised. Uh, but the, a lot of people were pointing towards at least Vecina. There was a couple of guys that you're using some, um, just some like earbuds or normal, like, uh, you know, headphones of some sort, but, uh, uh, it, but definitely it appears that Cena's kind of got this. I mean, I went onto their website and they have quite a few different options, but it depends on how many riders you want to have. Like yours, I think is it the is yours the ten? It's the the ten, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And they have the twenties. They have the thirties. They have the fifty. Right. They they go all over the board. But really, what it comes down to is all the different additional features that you want to have. How many people you're going to want to talk to? I think for yours, it's up to four. Is that correct? I think it's up to four, and mine uses multiple signal availability, so I can switch channels and work with different devices, right? The the five also does four, but I believe it's only among Cena wavelengths. Uh, but I think the, the 10 is the one that you can, I know that it works with PacTalk um, or some of the other bigger brands. I don't know, I've never used it with the lesser brands, but I've used it in different group rides and, and it is nice. 
um, but it, it pairs directly with who you're working with. Um, you know, you get into the, the pack talk right. conversation, uh, the cardios, and they actually have a different way. They actually chain, daisy chain each other. And the more higher end Cena's do too. Right. Well, they have a wireless mesh system. Yep. So the, the frequency will basically bounce off of everyone else in the group. So for example, in our you know group of four, let's say there were 10 people. If we had someone in the middle, someone in the back and someone in the front, it would be just as clear for the, from the front to the back as from the front to the middle. So that, that that's sure. kind of a nice feature for bigger groups. In reality, you know, I'm not generally running unless I'm doing, you know, some kind of a charity ride or some kind of a very organized event. I don't generally ride in the, the large, large groups of, of 10 plus. Um, and also to your point, a lot of the people we ride with only think of a communication system as a way to answer phone calls or listen to music. And to that point, wireless headphones work great. I've done that before. I've had the wireless headphone game. And if all I'm looking to do is answer a phone call or listen to some music, cause I'm on a long straight trip through Nevada, it works great. But when you've got another writer that also has comms, it is a very different game and it's really cool to be able to talk back and forth to your point. One of my favorite things to do, uh, you know, after, uh, after we were heading up, because uh, we, we peeled off, Dave went a different way to kind of see another airport, which we'll get into that conversation later. <laughs> the airport too. Um, but we went, we went towards home, I guess. And uh, there was a couple of moments of passing that I could give, uh, you know, the, the chicken hawk was in a slightly underpowered bike compared to the two of us. So if I knew we were going to be, making a zone, I could give him a heads up and he could almost slingshot it to be right with us um, of, Hey, you know, here's what I see, or, Hey, I just made a pass and you know, I'm, I'm already passed or at the next passing zone. And I can tell you there's no cars coming. So the second you see dotted lines, go for it. You know, and that's one of the really cool things about it is that safety communication to be able to guide, you know, Hey, no, 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 don't pass now. There's a car coming because I've already done it. And I can then give that extra visibility to what's right. happening. Right. Not that one should depend solely on uh, on on that for for passing, but it is a nice like, hey, I just came around the corner. It looks like you're good for a while. Just keep keep an eye on your surroundings. You should be good. Yep. Yep. Right. Yeah, I agree. But it, it makes you know it makes it more of a team riding experience. Yeah, I mean you're out there. I mean that's one of the things. Like motorcycle riding, one of the things that I really enjoy is just being at peace. There's not a lot going on. I'm not, I'm not having to communicate. I'm not having to use my mind really for anything other than focusing on the road, focusing on the bike, the feedback I'm receiving through the suspension, through the hand, you know, handlebars and such, which is really awesome. That's one of the things that I really love about it, but it is nice. You know, it would be nice, I should say, to be able to have a conversation occasionally where I'm not going, I think he just said this at the stoplight with his visor up, but I don't really know. So I'm just going to nod my head. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And then we go, right? And so so communications would be would be good in that uh, realm. I also think, you know, if you ever really wanted to get into, you know, reviewing a motorcycle, not that I really know if I, that's something I'd ever want to do. It would be nice to be able to record for us, like uh, a review or be able to do like some little clips that we would incorporate potentially into a podcast where we went out on a ride and we could just talk about that ride in the moment when you're excited about it. Cause I think uh, uh, a lot of people would relate to that because really in the moment is what motorcycling is all about. Yeah. Whether, you know, whether visual or audio, you can link it with your phone, you can link it with your GoPro, 
you know, some of these needed some extra, the GoPro needs a little help to be able to connect to it. Um, you know, the, the Senna will connect to anything Bluetooth that you can connect to. So if the GoPro had that technology built in, it would be easy enough. But, you know, they make a little Senna pack. Senna sells their own that directly links up with just a simple plug into the GoPro. Um, and you're ready to rock. So it's, uh, you know, yeah, for reviews, for, for recording what's going on, uh, you know, a vlogger always has a good comm system. Uh, sometimes they'll wire a mic directly into their, uh, into their helmet so that they're not actually running a comms. Um, but usually it's linked into a high quality comm system because you just, you know, they're made for it. Uh, the other thing about it that we were talking about with some of these groups, uh, some of our, our conversations throughout the week is the, the audio quality, right? I can wear headphones or I've got the, the speakers in it, but I can wear earplugs while I'm writing and still hear crystal clear my music um, or the conversation happening. Um, and then when I make a call from it, it's, it's crystal clear. Unlike, you know, a pair of Bluetooth headphones, uh, you know, if somebody calls or my wife calls or anybody else is calling and I need to answer that call or I'm making a call from the bike, it's crystal clear and they don't even know I'm on it. Um, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a much better system that's made to be in a helmet, you know, right? A, a set of Bluetooth ear, you know, earbuds is not, and will have all kinds of outside issues. Right. right. It'll work, it's but it's not the best tool for the job. Yeah. 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 You know, the other thing that I thought was interesting. So while I was on the website, I'm like, oh man, I'm, I'll, you know, let's check out the helmets just out of curiosity. I was surprised. Now, I don't know anything about the value, you know, the quality of the helmets. I, I know that there are definitely brands out there that come with a hefty price tag that that have um, some background to back and justify that cost. I was really surprised with how cheap their helmets were. Have you looked at Cena helmets to see what they run? I have not. Now, I know you can get a built helmet with Cena 5 built in. It's got the base. I mean, it's, there's like three or four sub-models within each Cena as well. There's like the SMH and something else and some other designation, right? But the base one, you can get on the built helmet. Um, you can also get plug-ins, right? HJC uh, actually makes their helmets specifically Cena compatible. So that may be the same helmets they're going with, or the HJC CL17s and those ones. Um, cause that's actually what the chicken wings running is an HJC built for the Cena set that he's got. And it was so plug in play. It's not even funny. You know, it just mounts up. There's little pockets in the foam ready for it. You know, mine, I kind of had to stick into the right spot so it would work and be, and fit and be reliable. Right. Not, not be the spot. These, these ones, these ones are entirely in, in, integral, entirely okay. integral. When you look on there, ranging from $200 to $400 for the maximum one. I thought that was pretty surprising. 400 bucks for, for one that has the wireless mesh capabilities. And when you're talking now, of course, you know, there, there's, there's, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a balance, right? We can always say that the good and the bad, but I was just really surprised if you're never going to change your helmet and you don't really care about some of those other benefits, uh, you know, you could get in essence, a lot of the features that are on the $200 plus headset in built into an integral to your helmet that has all the visors same similar to what you saw I was wearing if you're really into the whole modular setup right that that allows you to have full features for 400 bucks I just thought it was pretty surprising and depending what you're getting from a uh, you know which model or which series you're getting you may be up in that price range anyway just for the you know the unintegrated unit right so, yeah because some of those go up to 300 plus right yeah, if you include what you're getting with that helmet, you know, in the communication standpoint itself, that's right. not a bad deal at all. 
I think that a lot of people think of communication system because you see it a lot. You see it on, uh, you know, Goldwing. People that ride two up typically like to have headsets. I think people immediately gravitate towards that's the kind of mentality that they have when they think of comm systems. They're thinking of people riding two up. And that's just a speculation. I'm making assumptions, obviously. But uh, I think it's very common for people to have that kind of a setup where they can just communicate with one another. But it could be used on group rides. If you're going to go on a lot of group rides, I think uh, it should be considered, definitely. It's got it's got me more interested in it than I was before our ride. I'll say that. Okay. Yeah, you were kind of talking about all this well before we rode, so that's an interesting anecdote, right? I mean, that now group riding makes it even more you know applicable even though you were already somewhat interested to begin with so well, I, i'm a fan for this reason yeah i uh you know they're not cheap uh the chicken wing wanted one uh and i, I think it was because he intended to ride more two up uh with mrs chicken wing and uh she <laughs> i don't know <laughs> we're trying um but she <laughs> is not as interested in doing that but at the same point, since he was getting one, it made a lot of sense to get one because we do do a lot of a lot of group rides that do with us. Um, and so, you know, I, I fully expected to be disappointed in how much money I spent. Um, you know, I knew it would be worth some of that, but I did. I, I was pretty sure I was overpaying for a pair of moderately okay Bluetooth headphones. Um, but in reality, now having them, it would be hard to go without now on a group ride. Uh, unless nobody else had one, I guess, then then you lose that point. You might as well have Bluetooth headphones. Right. And that was my complaint. My frustration as I was talking to people and trying to get them to talk more about, you know, the communication side is all that they were using it for was answering a phone and uh, potentially not all, but mostly answering phones and being able to listen to music. I'm like, whoa, I could spend a lot less and get that exactly i don't i don't need to spend two hundred dollars on that kind of a setup or ninety dollars i know there were some arguments that you can buy some of the cheaper ones for that amount which is better but it's still a lot of money for that yeah on a solar ride i mean i've already alluded to it but on my ride through nevada to, to pick up the scrambler a couple of years ago i just had a good forty dollar set of bluetooth wireless headphones that uh you know would make it a whole day charge and i could listen to all the music i wanted and answer the phone when my wife called because i was a solo ride or you know, if I needed to, to quickly make a phone call, I could do that and get support, right? Or whatever I needed. Um, you know, and when you're on your own, that, that works great. But on the group rides, there is a benefit to it. And that's, I guess, what I was getting to is having now purchased it, I'm very happy with the purchase and it would be hard to go back um, just because it is, you know, the ability to, to communicate about what's coming up or, hey, I'm running low on fuel. You know, it, it makes... The yeah yeah the hand signals that you normally do are fine and they work and it's not the end of the world, but the ability to just throw it out on the mic and know that everybody's aware of it just gets rid of that extra thought process of hey when am I going to catch up when am I going to get next to them are they going to see right how am I going to flag them down do I have to do a whole thing there and again if you're just freeway hopping then it's probably not a big deal although I would also argue that you could talk more and have more fun with music on the freeway because you're not focusing on the corners and other things as much. But it gets rid of that extra peace of mind you have to put on that and allows you to continue to focus on your ride and be safer. Right, right. Which brings me back. I mean, we're talking about all this group ride stuff. I mean, what were we doing? Where did? Why were we going to an airport out in the middle of nowhere, the smallest paved airport I've ever seen? I mean, there were some good roads. I, I, I'm not complaining about it, but it seems like that destination was crazy. What was going on there? So there's a... <clears throat> Sorry, let's start over. So there's a uh, a Facebook group. I don't know if that's better. 
but there's a Facebook group. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to leave all this in now. Facebook group in, uh, I guess I'm Facebook. It's a full website. It's a full thing here in the Northwest. So if you've ever done big group rides planned, uh, one of the most common ones is the, the Tour of Honor. Um, and it's a military-based, a uh, veteran-based tour across the country with a number of, you know, hotspots that you have to hit, a number of locations you need to go to, take a picture with your flag and your bike, and you get credit for hitting that location. Um, so there's a Pacific Northwest Grand Tour that uh, that is kind of the mini, it's questionably Pacific Northwest at this point. It was supposed to be Oregon, Idaho, Washington, but it now has Northern California, and it also has some Montana in it once the actual locations popped out, which are questionably Pacific Northwest, but that's okay because, quite frankly, some of those locations are awesome. At least the ones in Montana are on uh, Highway 12 and just excellent roads. So screw it, put them in, because that's one of the best rides you can do in the area. Um, but, yeah, we, the local ones, at least the ones that are somewhat close in our vicinity here, happen to all, not all be, but mostly be, small town airports uh so yeah we went up to uh to an airport just north of astoria and then dave actually peeled off to hit the other one which was south uh you know south of seaside and uh it's just a an interesting situation because they're not notable the general idea is people are hitting very long distances in a day so they're doing a lot of freeway you know most people up to the one north of astoria are taking highway 30 all the way up which is a beautiful ride it's not like it's a you know it's not like you're hitting i5 and heading south through you know through nothingness it's a beautiful ride but it's not you know anything to write home about (laughs) it's not a an exceptional ride and so you know we took up through vernonia and a couple of other little back roads to hit that and, and took the fun way there and subsequently we're really only able to hit one with a reasonable amount of time because we didn't take the uh, the fast freeway uh, way up but it was uh it's interesting i will say that uh it's a fun thing to do uh so i've joined that group uh and we'll probably try to convince brad to do it by the end of this yeah, but uh, i gotta be 317 <laughs> looks like they've got 316 registered riders right now it, yeah uh, They've got, uh, I thought it was interesting that um, some of what you pay towards this is actually a fundraiser for YMCA, just uh, something random to throw in there. I hadn't heard it that. It is. So, you, guys so, well, you, you purchase your, your entry, right? Your flag, stickers, um, and then the ability to, to join in, I guess. Um, it's similar, like I said, similar to I did it. Not, I did it with you. Yeah, and so we, you know, you go, you take a picture of your bike with the flag on it in these locations, uh, and then yeah, anything. You also have the opportunity to donate extra beyond the uh, the the small entry fee. And truth be told, it's twenty bucks. It's not like you know, it's an arm and a leg to join and participate. Uh, and you know, the the gentleman that did it has, has put a lot of effort into showing example photos of each location, getting the specific locations mapped out on the, you know, getting a site set up that shows where everybody's at, at least from a basic level. Um, and allowing us to see, you know, who's writing what. And it was, you know, it, it's clearly now now having signed up and joined with my Triumph Street Triple, you know, that I'm like one of five more sport bike-oriented bikes. There are a lot of cruisers. Yeah, that's really interesting. I just look at that. I did not realize that it would state 
the writer list. So I'm actually looking at it states, you know, names and yep. uh, not not a ton of information, but a little bit of information about the writer, what they're on and and where they kind of like the region that they live in, I guess the state, if you will. But uh, yep. very interesting. So, yeah, you get a little bit of that information. But when you look at that, you know, there's there's a lot of cruisers, a fair amount of adventure bikes, a couple of sport touring bikes, and then like five more sporty bikes. Right. I think there's like a, a KTM 790 and, you know, my street trip. There's a, only a handful of these mid mid weight to a thousand CC sport bike type bikes. So it, uh, you know, it was definitely catered for for long freeway riding. Um, which, you know, isn't necessarily, as we're talking about this ride we did, what I will often plan or do. So we'll see. I'll hit what I can hit. Um, I've got to go back up there at some point because I forgot my flag on this trip. Half the purpose of this was to go take a picture at that little airport and didn't even get my picture because I didn't have the flag. Um, but we'll, uh, you know, we'll see how many I hit. I, I think I'll probably end up with five or six at best because, uh, you know, it, the roads to these places are not necessarily the highlight. And when I plan a trip, it's the road that's the highlight, right? I'm not, I had this conversation with many people, but the destination to me for most trips, even not motorcycle related, is only inconsequential almost. I, I don't know that it matters. It's how you get there and the fun that you have getting there that really matters to me. And so this trip is very much destination based with a handful of them that have good rides to get there. So I'll do those. I'm really surprised that the chicken hawk didn't use an alias. I'm disappointed now. Oh, <laughs> within the contour. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to be uh, a common thing for him. I'm real. I'm just really surprised after hearing his stories and such. I can't believe that. Yeah. But, uh, but it was a good ride. Uh, it was fun to ride with Brad again. Man, it's been, what, two years plus since we've uh, been on a good ride together. Yeah, one of the one of the last rides that uh, I got to go on before, I guess there were some commutes in there, but before the KLR uh, went down, and then all the other things that have led to it not being completed yet, uh, was with you. We went down to what was it, Silver Falls? Oh, you yeah. and Noisy Dave and I went down on a ride. That was that was it was a good it was a good ride. It was fun, uh, but uh, definitely different. Uh, really exciting. I I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, definitely want to get out and go on some more of these roads again. So uh, it was just fun checking out some new areas. Yeah, no, it was it was nice to have you back on the bike. Nice to ride with you again. Um, I was impressed with how well you were keeping up for, through some of those sections. Not that I was on the street. I don't tend to push it, you know, to an extreme level by any means. But it was uh, compared to, you know, there were two bikes of the exact same bike so the the amount you kept up was was pretty impressive we'll just leave it at that <laughs> it was good it was a good group good uh, we you know i'm not quite sure i understood the reasoning behind why we stopped at a coffee shop for for lunch um Chicken Hawk may be able to join us sometime and explain why that was the best place in Astoria to eat. But um, we did, we, you know, we had, it was okay. He had a, he had a tuna melt, you know, we had a, we had, it was okay. It was good. You know, burrito was decent sized, had, had good bacon in it, I guess, you know, it did have breakfast food. 
I'll give him that. It, uh, yeah, it wasn't terrible. Um, I expected more. More so, I came home, and I think my first comment was how different Astoria is now than it used to be. I My mind was blown, man. And I don't know that this is the place to, to decide whether it's good, better, or indifferent, but it's just not the same town it was, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Uh, that, you know, most towns are that way, but it just has drastically changed. Um, the type of restaurants, the type of, you know, everybody walking downtown used to be locals and tourists, and now it feels a lot more locals, but a different kind of local. Not necessarily old Astoria blood, but um, a lot of, a lot of Portland transplants are now in Astoria, it seems. Um, but it was just shocking, different, unexpected. Um, it's been a while since I've, you know, I ride through Astoria at least once a year, but I don't tend to stop downtown like we did this trip. And it was just uh, kind of mind-blowing. I, uh, you know I didn't what? realize there, how there, much it had changed. There was a, I get what you're saying. I don't want to, you know, you got to be careful. We don't want to offend anybody on here. Uh, but no, it, I'm okay offending people. I know, I know. Just, but, uh, <laughs> You know, it's, it's definitely changed. Um, like you said, most places have. I guess I'm not too too worried about it. I guess the things that, that surprised me the most were, one, it was probably the first time that I've stopped or gone through Astoria and not gone to the column and have <laughs> not and have not tried to look at the Goonies house. That would be the other thing. Yeah, that's fair. We should have done that. We should have done that. I was really surprised. I tried looking up in that area a little bit. So I tried. You know, without, without, and, and I know if I would have said something, we would have done it, but, but I wasn't too worried about it. And the other thing is, is that's the closest I've been to the ocean without actually going and looking at it. We, there were some instances where I could see the ocean. I'll, I'll give you that. It just wasn't like going out to the beach. And I, I, I don't know, maybe nobody else is an ocean guy. I, I just love, I love going to the ocean. So uh, that was, that was just different. It, when, when it was perfectly fine, there was nothing wrong with that. It was just different for me. Which is good, I think. That just means we got to go back again. Yeah. Okay. This time uh, it'll be on Brad's agenda. We'll we'll do what Brad wants. Gotcha. I mean, if you want to go to more airports, it sounds like we need to. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we missed a few. I think we probably drove right by a couple. We could have uh, yeah. could have stopped that and taken pictures. Uh, it sounds like we got to go back to the same exact one, though. That's what I'm concerned about. Oh, it shouldn't be a concern. That was the best part of the ride. I'll bring an RC plane with me this time, and we can hang out there for a while. Now, does that fit in your giant saddlebags? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it does not. It does not. It's actually quite amazing, those hard body, you know, those hard case, like, leather-wrapped bags. It, And I'm sure with anybody that has, uh, you know, saddlebags, that you'd think that you could just put whatever you want. Like, But the problem is, is that the shape of them is such... That it actually makes it quite challenging at times to put what you want in them. Like, unless it's soft. If I'm going to stuff a whole bunch of socks in there, that's easy. But, but you know, as soon as you want to, you know, bring a compression test kit or, a, I don't know. I, I've brought in, I've carried some weird stuff in it to work, I guess, is all I'm saying. Okay. I, I'm trying to figure out how I could bring in a cylinder head. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't really make sense. Packing cookies home. I'm like, that sounded like a good idea. Uh, they were just on a plate that was shaped like an Easter bunny and anyway that, that didn't really turn out as well as I'd hoped either um, but uh, but I tried you know I have bags yeah it's good I struggle with hard bags for that reason I people have told me to get a good good uh, tail bag or something for these trips I've got a dry bag duffel a 40 liter dry bag duffel 
that I have yet to have a problem with. I mean, it, one is a dry bag. So when the weather hits, who the heck cares? Two, um, you know, it, by the way it sits on the bike and the way I strap it in, I can fit almost anything in it, right? I can make it flat and real wide. I can make it tall and skinny, right? You can do whatever you want with that duffel as long as it rolls up a couple times and clasps. So, you know, this trip we're doing on what a seven day ride coming, uh, coming this year in, in August. And, you know, I, I fully expect to be able to fit everything within my duffel bag and then my tent bag. And just those two bags will have everything I need without any issues. I'll probably have my tank bag for the easy, right, all throughout the day type stuff, wallet and, you know, the things I need to be able to access very quickly. But um, this is the one that you were using on the tail of the, the of your bike? No, that's a that uh, tank bag. I've got a good tank bag for the uh, for the street triple. Oh, do you? Okay. I bought a I bought a nice one for last year's ride that uh, it was on sale, and quite frankly, I'm I'm pretty obsessed with it. It's uh, it's really nice. Multiple compartments could fit a helmet if I didn't have other stuff in it. Um, very versatile, but also large. And due to the fact that you know it's got that kind of big hump of a tank, it still sits out of the way um, because you don't right you don't need to be up in that tank. It almost gives you a little extra air buffing buffering into uh into your chest so it's it works well it's nice um but yeah nonetheless i i like soft bags you can fit a lot more versatile things in them to your point i agree with you yeah yeah i mean it's nice i've used it uh and i and i like it, it i appreciate that i can just lock it i don't think they're like truly crazy lock that's going to keep really anybody that wanted in there out but uh it detours uh honest people i guess so no, it's uh, it's it's just nice to be on the road, nice to be on a bike. You've got a little bit of maintenance, like I was saying, that I want to do with it. Uh, sounds like the other guy that was riding with one, he's only got about seventeen thousand miles on his. He's heard only th- nothing but good things about uh, his, you know, Yamaha Cruiser. That's uh, pretty much the same as the one that I'm riding. So, just I guess uh, I don't know. I'm I'm enjoying it. It's not quite maybe ideal, but a lot of fun nonetheless. Now we just got to convince you to go uh, go on the big trip coming up this year. I know it's just seven days. That's the thing for me. I'm I'm I'm. We'll see. We'll see. I got a couple hunting trips in Idaho. I got at least one where where my grandpa's wanting me to do that. That might actually take precedence. We'll see what happens. So I'm sorry. You got a bike, man. You got to go. You've been bailing for three years, man. For two years, I didn't have a bike. Hey, hey, not my problem. Not. <laughs> Now it should, uh, I imagine we'll have a handful more, uh, group rides. We, we started doing that really <laughs> was, that was like two years ago when, uh, when we started setting up the Slacker Moto monthly ride. Um, and then it was like almost immediately afterwards, you, uh, your bike was out of commission. So, you know, it was me and, and random groups of people that had joined us, but, uh, we're getting into riding season. Uh, you know, next month may be the right month to kick this off. So. We may do a, a six-month section of group rides. Obviously, the last one will be the uh, the big ride. But uh, you know, there's a few loops we got to do. We got to do click attack. We got to get out. Uh, you know, different. We got. I, I think Silverton would be another good ride down that way, especially once uh, some of the other roads out there towards Detroit Lake open up. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. The you know yeah, the Clearwater, uh, not Clearwater. What is it? Well, going through Ripple Brook and. 
through yeah. where the burn was past Estacada yep. last year. Yeah. 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 So going out that way towards Detroit would be a good ride. You know, there, there's a good, at least six all day Saturday rides that we could set up for, uh, for once a month doing something big. So we'll start setting that up and getting, uh, getting word on that. So keep an eye, I guess. Yeah. Um, keep an eye on the Facebook page, keep an eye on Instagram for those, uh, those updates and you'll see when those come up. So you can join us, especially if you're in our area. If you're not, come from wherever you are. I want to see a handful of guys from New York coming just for a Saturday ride. It would be excellent. Um, what was that? A handful. A handful. A handful. Thank you. Sorry, this, this visual medium is really throwing off our audio experience. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, appreciate everybody joining with us. Sorry again that, uh, that I sound like I've got at least three frogs in my throat. Hopefully it's bearable. Um, by next week, I can almost guarantee this will be better. But uh, looking forward to, uh, to meeting with you, I guess, yeah, on the next one here in two weeks. So I'll definitely be better at that point. Um, and we, uh, we plan to have a pretty pointed discussion and a couple of things. So keep an eye out. We'll post a, a kind of a teaser onto Instagram and Facebook as well. And we will, uh, we'll talk at you then, but enjoy, uh, enjoy the weather, get out and ride. We're getting into riding season. Looking forward to seeing a lot more bikes for the next fortnight. Ride on. That's not it. That's not the line. Line. Mm-hmm.